Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bald and Bonkers show. Join your hosts Christopher Mole and Dakota Franson as they take you on a wild ride through the world of the supernatural with a humorous twist that'll have you laughing and shaking in your boots at the same time. From ghosts to aliens to cryptids, no topic is off limits on this show. And the best part? You don't have to be a believer to join in on the fun. So grab a drink, kick back and tune in every weekend for new episodes. And if you want even more of the Bald and Bonkers experience, be sure to subscribe to our Patreon page for exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. Let's get weird. Oh, and for the whiners out there, viewer discretion is advised. There you go, you entitled pricks. What the fuck? What is that? Is that? What the fuck? What did you do? What did you do? That's a, that's a what did you do? He's got, he's got a new soundboard, ladies and gentlemen. He's been playing with his new soundboard. No, I didn't. I know that's. I don't have a new soundboard. So, where'd you get that for then? Is it a private collection? <laughs> that wasn't my end. That, that's you, you freak. Oh, see. Just, it's, Everybody send Dakota a message for being naughty. That's terrible. For me being naughty, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Just because I was winding him up, ladies and gentlemen, because he's got a, he's got a thing he's got a thing for Phantom of the Opera. He's got this thing for Phantom of the Opera and He's constantly talking about it, you know, how he likes his wee mask, he likes his wee mask, and there's a special occasion coming up that he's looking forward to, you know. But, hmm. At least I can know. get some. Well, that's, that's, that's very true. But here's an increasing question, ladies and gentlemen. We were meant to have a guest tonight, and I'm rather annoyed. But there you go. You and me both. I mean, I can, I can understand one time, maybe two times. Maybe three a push, right? Christopher, but this is only the second times. from this one. Is that you sure this is the only second for this one? Yes. Because we also had the Bender par, Bender Paranormal who cancelled on us. Why do you do it, ladies and gentlemen? Why do you fill in the form and say, Ooh, can I get an interview and can I get my name out there so people can get to know my channel and get to know what I do? And then you just turn up, and you don't turn up, in fact. Why? Why? You've just got to give yourself a bad name, and that's all, because we obviously am friends with a lot of other podcasts. We'll just put the word out there. You know? It just annoys me, that's all. I'm in one of these annoying moods tonight. When aren't you in an annoying mood? Hmm? 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 Yes, yes. So it's Easter Dakota. Have you been nibbling uh, on your Easter eggs? Have you been? Uh, yes, the it's the day of the horner, the horny chocolate bunnies. See, it's, it's a pagan festival, but it's also a Christian festival at the same time. It's widely believed that um, Easter comes from celebrations that would happen around the same time frame as uh, celebrations to Ishtar. Now. Here's a little something that 
it's been going around, and I thought it would be a good topic for today's show, even though it's technically pre-recorded, but it falls yeah. under the uh, paranormal conspiracy mythology type of topics we love to talk about. Mm. That the celebrations, the original celebrations for Easter were to celebrate fertility and new life. That's why we have eggs and, you know, the symbols for rabbits, you know, the horny oh. motherfuckers. So that way, come about eight or nine months down the line, right around Christmas time, there would be enough babies to sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you can go the Christian route, where the big stone rolled away from Jesus' tomb, he rose from the dead, and then he came to his Mary and went, I'm going to heaven! And then disappeared. You went to, you went to yeah, India went to for... The short version, you know. But no, no historical records yet. His obviously the resurrection may have been greatly exaggerated, but you know, yeah. you know, there's a lot of it's like not crucifixion. Yeah, Jesus was a real historical figure. He was a real guy that Why? lived. That that fact's not really disputed. But the stories surrounding him might be greatly exaggerated. So, like, the, res the whole resurrection thing, taking about a three-day period after his crucifixion, you know, stabbed with the spirit destiny. That, yeah, maybe he did have, a, like, a near-death experience, but that honestly sounds like a recovery time after a traumatic event. I'm going to say something here. Like, what is that, right? And I've heard this happening. What is that? People have died, right? People have died. Love came by for a brief, a brief moment before dying again. What happens if something down the lines of the exact same thing happened? Well, no, it's, because, it's hard to say because when you go through historical records, yeah, there are plenty of stories of that happening. I mean, we see it today with like coma patients that. Right. They'll come back seemingly perfectly healthy, you know, chatting, talking with everybody, then die within 24 hours. Yeah. There was a case the other day I was watching. It was in, I think it was India somewhere. And the the guy woke up in the crematorium. I've heard about cases where guys ended up waking up in the mortuary. Now. Yeah. You also have to take into consideration the official medical terminology for these would probably instigate my stutter. i probably butcher it all to hell, mm. so I'm, I'm not going to attempt it, but there are legitimate medical conditions where the human body would not have any perceivable vitals, they would be unconscious... Well, they would be conscious, they're aware of their surroundings, but to everybody else around them, that didn't have sophisticated... Right, here's, a, here's, here's something, I'm going to bring up one of our dear friends, he's, he's sadly passed away, Mighty Naked, Naked Bigfoot. Remember what he told us about the zombie dust? Essentially, it's a natural form of it. It yeah. naturally occurring, no outside influence, it's it just for some reason... 
the body's neurological processes just seem to basically stay on just enough to keep the lights on, but not kick over the body. I mean, that's scary, that. Think about it. I mean, can you imagine waking up in a wooden box? Under the ground? Well, that's how they I also mean, say the... Uh, yeah, like, <clears throat> you go to old graveyards that ha- mm-hmm. have, like, little bells sticking out of the grave. Yep. Hence the mm-hmm. saying, saved by the bell. Saved by the bell. But here's the thing. I've it's also that. widely... It's also widely believed that, yes, sometimes you hear heard the bell ringing, but by the time the people realized, oh, wait, they're not dead. Too late. The air runs out. The air runs out. There's actually a graveyard near me. There's a mausoleum near me. I'm not telling you where it, where it is because people just break in there. And there's a wee bell. There was wee bells on the outside of the mausoleum, right? But you know what else there was? There was air pipes. Mm-hmm. There was air pipes. But the mausoleum itself's in the middle of nowhere. So even if they were ringing away, ringing away, ringing away, ringing away, it'd be highly unlikely to pick them to see them, you know, or hear them. I mean, great. At least it was something, you know. But it's... Can you imagine waking <laughs> up in the crematorium? Oy. Or like the stories you hear bones. out of... Yeah. Or like the stories you hear out of... Um, I've noticed this mostly out of Latin countries, I've heard of this, but where the body was already drained of fluids... Yes. Embalmed. Then all of a sudden it's cr- crawling up in its grave at its funeral... Mm-hmm. It already has embalming fluid and everything. Yep. It's sitting up at its funeral, asking family members for a glass of water before going back down. That would be scary. You well, that's that, ladies and gentlemen. Whoever's doing my funeral, uh, could you please chop my head off just to make sure that I'm dead? Oh, I'll just cremate him. <sighs> You know, can you imagine that? Can you imagine Line you your pockets with some popcorn. You, you are digging yourself a deep hole here. A deep hole, ladies and gentlemen. Terrible. The young people nowadays just don't respect the older ones. What? Yeah. You know what I mean? If only the older people showed reasons to be respected. That's days. very true, but, especially with guests and stuff like that, which really annoys me. But I'm going to try and hope be calm and relaxed. Uh, calm and relaxed. I, I, and I just, uh, yeah, yeah. It's Easter. Just think about all the discount candy. <gasps> Tomorrow, in the supermarket. Will you get yeah, to no, tonight? Not... Are you working tonight? Part part of the reason why I was trying not to fall asleep before we came on the air. Oh, you're going to have all that candy ordering about you. Eggs and everything, chocolate, Reese's. Have you seen the new, I guess it's totally off subject, but have you seen the new Reese's peanut butter Easter eggs? I've uh, seen them. Have you seen them? Everybody, put below the video, what's your favourite chocolate? You know? Oh. I, 
What? Uh, see, this is what happens when our guests go, go to cancel. Well, us. Easter, or... we're, we're having a relaxing night. Can't, I mean, I was looking forward to interviewing this guest and I had actually researched her for a... for a... researched it. Bloody... And then... And, you know, like that. I said, I, you know, I understand life happens. You know, sometimes have to, you know, reprioritize certain things just because, you know, family emergencies, stuff like that, but... You know, we want to try to have this as a platform that is accessible to anybody. And, you know, when you're constantly rescheduling dates, when Chris and I already have kind of a limited time frame that we're able to do this just yeah. because of our living situations, despite what people think, he's in Scotland, I'm in Idaho, yeah. we've never yeah. actually met in person. So nope. the reason why we usually do this time frame is because this is where our schedules overlap. Yeah. I mean, if you want to be a guest on the show, guys, you really do need to turn up, right? And it's not that I can other, I can other uh, podcasters that get really annoyed with a subject. They get really, really annoyed at folk no turning up because they've told me. I'm not even going to mention their names, but they've told me they get really pissed off. You could understand that we're taking this out of deck. I mean, we could we could have had some we could have had somebody else on the night, and it just really annoys me. I mean, it really does annoy me. But that guest last night we had was awfully good. I must admit, he was a good guest to have. Oh, Paul, yeah, I I was definitely shocked for how interesting that one turned up, and the fact that you had so much interference coming through. Really? Especially when you got... Right about when you started going into, like, North Korea is when I first started noticing it. I old Kim doesn't like me. Which Kim? Kim! Kim Jong-un! I don't know, he's maybe one of my fans, I don't know. You well, can't you Korea, Kim Jong-un. You can't know who I'm talking about, didn't you? Yeah, I know. Kim Jong-un. You can't impress Do you realize... North Korea. Oh, you do... Okay. Asian culture. They say to the mm. surname first. Do you realize how many Kims are in Korea? <laughs> he's probably had the most. Both North and South? He's the only one. But he, he's probably had all the ones executed in the North, so he's the only one. Well, his brother did die under mysterious circumstances. What do you mean? No, I think his brother. I don't think, his brother's still gone. I think it's his sister that had to leave. Because uh, something you know, his was dead. after. His brother's he, dead. Sis, uh, that's right. The brother died in mysterious circumstances. Sister uh, evacuated. I think she's actually here in the States, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, uh, well, there you go. He's probably sitting in the new playing his tanks and saying, Emdy with the name King must be shot. And we don't celebrate Easter. <sighs> we celebrate the day that I rolled out of my bed. See if I disappear. See if I disappear and end up getting poisoned with like an elite squad of North Korean spies. I was You'll about to say, we, there's there there's a little checklist with you that we would have to go down. Let's see, uh-huh. Vladimir. Nope, he's accounted for. Uh, Kim Jong Un, he's accounted for. Andrina, where's Andrina? <laughs> I, it's, it's, it, look, I'll, I, I, I'm actually enjoying it tonight because it. But, I like having a fool in a boot show, right? 
Mm-hmm. I tell you what, I, I tell you what. Here is here's a subject that's it's actually that came up the other day there, and it's the sheer stupidity of people. Right, I'm going to talk about it in a minute. Have you seen the latest fad on TikTok? Igloing? Nope. Today we are mirror. What are we talking like Bloody Mary type shit? Right, get a mirror, right? Side pipe to say that's enough, right? And I'm in front of it. There's a reflection of me, right? right? Then they get a magazine and they put the magazine against the mirror. Right? Oh God! And no, then I know they what get, you're talking they about. get like, like, for instance, they get this this inhale, nose inhaler that I use to unblock my nose, and they put it there, right? And then they're like, "Look, you can still see it behind the mirror." Look, ladies and gentlemen, it's today with the white reflecting off the glass or in a it encumps the whole room. Well, everybody mm-hmm. thinks it's. I mean, have you seen that? Have you seen how stupid it is? Okay. It's a mixture of actually a couple different things that causes yeah. that effect. It's uh, communication between the brain and the eye is yeah. not always perfect. And secondly, not a lot of people actually know this. But did you know they've actually found that light particles... Now, now say, say light, light particles are you know, kind of like tennis balls... You know, mm-hmm. they go throw it to one way, they bounce into your eye, and then it gets, you know, all that. The eye oh, perceives yeah. the you know, color and all that. See, this kind of goes into multiverse type theory, but it's actually why they believe that light particles take travel more than one path at the same time. Yes, I've heard that. And basically, it's like every possible path a light particle takes, it takes instantaneously. We just perceive the one that makes the connection to our eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that mirror is still going to see everything behind it. Now, if all of a sudden, say, I you know I'd start doing that little thing using this black sharpie, and the mirror showed a red sharpie. No. That would act, that that would genuinely be weird. I will say this, and I'm going to pickle folks' brains here. And I think you'll know what I'm talking about. This was actually a while ago. It was scientists that, that were actually thinking if we live in a, a virtual reality, right? And what they did is they shined a laser. They shined a laser down this uh, this room to a wee square, right? To a wee square, and there was a mirror behind it. And when they, when they were watching it and filming it, right, the laser hit it and broke off into two, right? You see where I'm going with this? Mm-hmm. But when they weren't watching it, it didn't break off into two. Uh-huh. As if, as if to say, why? Why did that Perception happen? Al- Perception alters reality. Yeah. And go, just kind of go back to the uh, tennis ball analogy that I used. Mm-hmm. Normally, you know, you expect particles of light. It, it would be kind of like throwing balls. But for some mm-hmm. reason, when someone's not looking to see where those balls land, yeah. it'd be like all of a sudden they turn into strings of confetti. Yes. And start going all over the place. 
it's like as acting it also, as waves. It's also like particles. It's the particles in the universe, right? Do mm. they part? Is there only one set of particles? You see what I'm going with this again? It's like, like say, say in my hand, I've got like say some dark matter particles, right? But somewhere in the universe, that is the only dark matter particles. But it exists everywhere simultaneously. You see mm. what I'm going with this? I watch all these kind of programs with all these mathematicians and stuff like that, and it has pick, it pickles your brain. But then when you really think about it, you think about how the universe is made, and it makes you wonder if there is only one atom, one type of atom, but it's everywhere at the same time. You know, it's like, it's like Schroeder's cat, and it? You came, you came and talking about it, Schroeder's cat. Yeah. is the cat in the box when the lid is closed. Yeah, whether or not the cat is dead or alive, Edward Schrodinger theorized that until you physically open the box and take a look at it, the cat exists in a quantum state where it's technically both dead and alive. Yes. An example for those people that are trying to say, oh, well, the cat would just start bouncing around in the box. Well, a a part of the example that a lot of people tend to forget to mention is that the the cat is left in with a sample of uranium. Yeah. So yeah, he he tried, he's poisoning a cat, ladies and gentlemen. What do you expect for a guy who was documented the fact that he was a pedophile, but that's another Mm. story altogether. Mm, mm, mm. You notice that a lot of these top scientists and all that are a bit dodgy. You know? And here's Think everybody fucking knows it too. Yeah, it's, it's like, and they it's like, they just accept it. Yeah, they just accept it, or they're afraid to do something about it. It's it just blew me away about how something it is it interesting that because if you get a box and you put something in it, is that as as that say it's alive, say it's a mouse, right? We get a box, we put a mouse in it. Is that mouse alive? And but when you open it, obviously it's alive unless there's no ear that is, but. Because that's where I'm, I'm going with these things. It's, it's, I don't know how these, some of these top, top people work this out. Their, their brains must be working a totally different way. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, you look at, what was his name, Albert Einstein, the way he looked at the, the, the stuff. And then you had uh, Hawkins, the man Hawkins, kind of the guy in the wheelchair. Yeah, and he Stephen was Hawkins. Uh, Stephen Hawkins. He was interesting. He didn't believe... He didn't believe... In life after death, I wonder what he's saying there now. He didn't believe in that kind of extraterrestrials. He thought that, and I watched a program about him. He says yes, there'll be extraterrestrials out there, but they'll not be as intelligent. I don't. I think that's stupid. I think that's stupid. I definitely think that there's. And I know that there's highly sophisticated alien life out there watching us, thinking, "Holy shit, they're getting close to getting into space." Well. Here's the thing about Hawking. He acknowledged the possibility of shadow dimensions. Yes. What is a shadow dimension? What is is a shadow dimension? It's something that he theorized where shadow people came from. Hawking fully Mm -hmm. acknowledged the possibility that there was some sort of truth to it, but it may not be exactly what we think it is. That's quite fascinating. I've, I've, I've never with, viewed that. Same with Carl <laughs> Sagan. He acknowledged that 
he acknowledged the possibility of reincarnation. He says he didn't necessarily believe in it, but he also acknowledged that there was way too much going on to just ignore it. I will say this: there is something to do. See reincarnation. I think reincarnation is a is a is a big deal. I don't know how it works. I'll need to die first to, to see how it works. Obviously, you, you look at the cases out there where kids were kids. Let me die. Terrible. You're older. It's less sad if you die. I'm closer to God than you are, I suppose. But anyway, um, oh, I'm taller. Off the subject. There's been cases where kids, like five-year-olds, four-year-olds, just starting to speak, will turn around and say to their parents, I died in an aeroplane, kind of thing. Or, Mm -hmm. I died uh, fighting in trenches and stuff. And they're like, how did you get this kind of stuff? Mm -hmm. But what I always get is me, there was, was one case where a wee boy... And he was born in, I think it was 2014 or something, right? And he said he was a pilot in World War Two that was killed in 1944. Mm. So, so here's an interesting, here's an, it was actually a Corsair plane because he pointed the plane out and he knew what it was. He knew mm-hmm. what that plane was. He knew how to fly it. He knew everything about it. So what's happened to the years in between? Right, say, 19, say this guy got killed in 1944, right? And then he was born again in 2015. Where was he for those years between? Was he experiencing the afterlife? Was he experiencing and then he was coming back again? It's actually an interesting question because when you really think about it, think of the film Interstellar. It's widely considered to be one of the most scientifically accurate films out there. Yeah. Just leaving the planet, you're experiencing time differently than everybody else. Just to give it a kind of a example everybody will understand. Say you were to leave space at the age of 15, mm-hmm. travel at light speed for about five years, come yes. back. A hundred years. Not for you, no, for you, you'd only be about 2021. 20, as for all your friends who were the same age as you when you left, they'd at least be 65. Oh, my God. See, I, I always found that film interesting, Interstellar, mm-hmm. because it, it was there was a highly sophisticated race, but they lived in a different dimension that wanted to help him save his world. They, exactly, and, and the whole thing about his daughter saying that there was a ghost knocking stuff off the shelves in her room turned out to be him. him. Yeah. So I think about that. Why do I bring this up? Because that could very well explain why we see these major gaps in history where in some cases you hear that the children that started recalling certain events Mm -hmm. are basically saying they're their own siblings that Mommy and Daddy, they tried to come to Mommy and Daddy before something went wrong. They had to leave, but they managed to come back. But parents never told the kid, the younger child, that they had a brother or sister that miscarried. Yeah. <laughs> or there's cases where, let's see, there's one gentleman who came forward saying that... uh 
his kid, about age two, three, mm-hmm. started talking about the times he used to change his... That the child started talking about when he, the child, started changing his dad's diapers. Yeah. When he was the same age. See, I've always been interested in this because in theory, could you come back and haunt yourself? You could, you're a, a paranormal investigator. You could come back and interact to yourself. Well, in theory, in theory, think about it. You know, Paul went into this a little bit towards the end of the show. If implant imprints of living energies, most of the cases, if it's a single person, it's usually a traumatic event. Whereas you hear like the whole haunted disco example he gave where that usually involves a group of people. Mm-hmm. In theory, you could haunt yourself. Yeah, and there's cases you know it's actually believed to be the foundation for a lot of poltergeist cases that the haunting is because someone is going through a traumatic point in their life, usually yeah. a woman. Yeah, usually. I've noticed that. I've noticed that, and like there's a, there's a couple of people I follow and on that. Guy, I kind of mind his name off by heart, uh, the top of my head, but he was actually telling me that, um, that poltergeist activity is round about like, young girls, round about mm-hmm. maybe maybe thirteen to sixteen, starting starting when they first go into puberty up until yes. their early twenties. Yeah, That's some of the most common cases I've seen. I've personally seen it where the woman was older. She did seem to have a disposition towards psychic ability. It could very well because she used to work as an EMT. But, and this was actually the first case I ever dealt with an official poltergeist. Mm -hmm. The situation that was unfolding at hand was that she was going uh, through a rough patch in her marriage. And I quickly found out that... The husband was cheating, and unfortunately, as with most cases where physical violence starts to step in, he was beating the crap out of his wife. See, it's it's interesting you say that because you've got the the Enfield poltergeist. Remember the case with the two girls? And a lot of people said, are they faking it, are they faking it, but... (sighs) I don't think they were faking it. I think there was something else at play there. I think there was there was energies getting produced for the two of the girls. And I think they were causing a lot of it. I think, yes, there was spirits there, but I think that those girls were causing it. They may be unaware they were causing it, and because they were getting more scared and worse and worse and worse, they were making things worse and worse. What's your thoughts on that, that the Enfield poltergeist? A lot of people point to that potentially being a case because with the interviews of the young girls, they go to start talking about the things they'd experience. You see them start trying to break in on the smiles like yeah. you would expect kids would if yes. they're trying to pull a prank on somebody. Worst poker faces in the world. But at the same time, it could very well be where at first they thought it was... Oh, cool, you know, little kids, they start seeing things happen like that. They're going to think 
maybe they have superpowers, even young girls. Yeah. But then they start to realize this is not just a toy. They just set off something that's hurting people. I think. See, I think they don't know how to stop it. Yeah, I think you're a hundred percent right. I think they went into that. They moved into that house. They noticed some strange things happening. They thought, "Let's play along. Let's play along with it." Right? And they played along with it, and they get deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper, and then something bad. Because it's quite interesting how it it just disappeared. At a certain point, it just disappeared. It stopped completely. It wasn't like the the black uh, monkey Pontefract. That was that was a different. That was uh, a total different uh, poltergeist case. This one just stopped. Never to happen again. Mm-hmm. It was definitely something to do with the girls. It was definitely something to do with the girls. A lot of psychics have said, "Oh, but the psychic helped it cross into the rift, into the afterlife." And that. I bet it did, right? And yes, it was true. There was an old man that died. I, I researched this case. And I definitely think that it was something to do with these the two girls. I really do. I think they were the cause of it. Mm-hmm. Because I, you ever watched the, the, the Relaine Warren tapes? Mm-hmm. Of God, I, I can't even remember the guy. It's his, his son-in-law. You can't who I'm talking about. He's got his, yeah, he Tony. The hunt Tony, hi. He was he was doing an interview where he was talking to Relaine Warren and he was also talking to one of the cameramen that was there at the time and he was interviewing them and what had happened was the cameraman and Ed Warren said, let's take the girls to McDonald's for the day. Have you, you came up and talking about it here? About this? Have you heard this before? Well, for the viewers and what's listening. So they take them to McDonald's and they're sitting there and, and McDonald's and all of a sudden the food starts getting chucked about. But they're not doing it. Right? But there's nothing happening in the house when those girls were away. And you notice how some of them had that, kind of, that voice, which is creepy as any one of them would speak. When when the car was coming back, there was a woman walking and it, it called her a bad name. I'm not going to mention what it was. Go and look it up if you want. I definitely think there was a spirit, but I think they caused it. I think it was them that caused it. I think it was just, it was something to do with them. At first, it was them that caused it. And then I think it got out of control. And I think that the, they were doing it, but they were unaware that they were doing it. What's your thoughts? It could very well be the case. You know, it, you know, it's not the first time you know people have ever heard about kids start screwing with something. You know, just being kids, they think you know they don't know any better. They don't realize what exactly they're playing with until somebody goes to lose a finger. And that it's... could very well be a case where that older man, he was you know just playing with the kids at first, you know, thought that was his way in. Mm-hmm. Then he started to get a bit more controlling, typical predatory behavior. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's quite interesting how they found out that 
the old man did die there, but then again there was neighbours, they could have talked, they could have said there was a man that died there, you know. But then they said, oh, I came for the graveyard over the back, and over the back of the house there was a graveyard. So, it, but what I kind of get my head around is it just stopped one day. It just completely stopped. Completely. Never to happen again. And those kids grew up there, all the way until the left. And it never happened again. So was there something, was there something today about them going through, like people and stuff like that? Was there something there that was causing that? It could very well be it. Here's the thing that always kind of bugged me is that when it comes to spiritual investigations, a lot of people seem to either just forget or toss out the concept that more than likely, if you have a legitimate haunting case, mm-hmm. regardless of they're dead or not, you're still you're still dealing with other human beings. Oh yeah, and human beings are can be some of the most unpredictable assholes out there. Jesus, hi. And then, now there could be very well something on the spirit's end that could have convinced them. Hey, enough's enough. Time to go. Because allegedly there's been reports of spirits being held back. Shit, forgot to turn down my phone. (laughs) (laughs) It's the spirits! spirits. Dear God. If only that was a beautiful woman. Anyway. uh, You know, there's reports where you hear about spirits wanting to communicate. Mm -hmm. But they're also saying that they won't because they're going to get in trouble with somebody. See, have you seen that? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Who is it? I... Not, it could be there. Be, it could very well be a case where there is a negative being that, you know, kind of like a slave trade type of situation where the spirits don't realize they can go at any time. But that, there's still that psychological factor that. They're afraid of what happens if they try to leave. Or mm-hmm. is there another force out there, some sort of supernatural authority? That's what I was going to that, say. That steps into it. I, is there a lick in my But bed? then who is it? And is who is li- it? Is there, is there a lick, right? I'm, got, I'm just going to put a name out in my heart here, but I'm going to heart on this a bit. As a, a type of spiritual police force type of thing, Right, because you think about yeah, it. What, you, yeah, you, what if the rest in peace department's real? I, I, that, that, that's a good point. Just listen to me now. You go to a haunted location, right, to help a family that are tormented by a demon, right? You speaking, you speak the Lord's prayer. You, you use things. You use, I don't know how exorcists do it, but exorcists do their thing, right? What's not to say that when you're calling on these angels to come and help, that they are the, like, the, the police version of the spirit world, and they come and they remove, right, that entity, right? And maybe when you cross over, you get to meet them. And they're like, listen, you can go back, you can go and visit your son, you can go and visit your daughter, all you want. But just remember, if you get into communication with ghost hunters and stuff like that, you do not tell them anything about the spirit world. Why not? Everybody thinks it's angels that comes to help you with a 
where like maybe a became I mean an exorcism and stuff like that. But what was if it's like a version, a police version of the afterlife that comes and removes the bad soul or whatever's causing it? Because you think you are the religions. You think you are the religions, you've got Catholics, you've got you've got Hindus, you've got Islam and you, maybe this one unit, whatever they are, maybe they're no angels. Maybe they're just a group. Yeah, like police, like like spiritual police that go to these things. I they think they're maybe Islam or the Christians think they're angels, right? Because that's what they're reading out of their book. But it's maybe no, it's maybe just this group of police force. And that's that that's their duty, that's what all their sole purpose is, is to remove things that are causing people harm and God knows what the day we are dead with them. Do you know I think that's? I just it's, it's something that I thought about for a while because you get all these different religions. But if all the religions do is the same kind of thing, right? Say Christianity and Islam, right? Totally different religions, right? But if they do their exorcisms to get rid of the spirit, it always works. But nearly always works, right? But they're different religions. You're using different folk. You're saying angels, and they're using other kind of things. You, you see where I'm going with this? Now, there was that case in America, oh my God, this is a while ago, the entity case. Do you think that was maybe more that woman that was causing that? The Tercel? Which case are you talking? The one with the entity, Ken, the entity, I mean, there was the professor that, it was actually quite popular, still, still to this day, I think she's uh, haunted by it. Remember, she, it was the entity case where the woman was being raped by like a ghost. Mm. Remember, there was a movie made about it. There's a couple different ones that that sounds familiar, but yeah. What was if it was? It was the traumatic which she went through. It was she was doing it to herself. And here's the thing. Here's something else. <coughs> you have the concepts of tulpas. Yeah. You know, thought forms. You know, living ghosts, you know, imprints of certain events of high emotion, high adrenaline, leaving imprints. Who's to say that the hauntings could very well be individuals reliving past traumatic experiences? Yeah. But that has... Some- they had so much of an emotional imprint on it, you can actually measure environmental disturbances whenever this thing takes place. Mm-hmm. And as far as the whole you know, rest in peace department uh, idea, yeah. I mean, who knows, maybe, I don't know, maybe it is a group of individuals who had some sort of inkling towards you know, spiritual means during the living, and they they decided, you know, people need help, but they don't... If they knew the but full truth about everything. I, I don't but know. Ones, but what if they've maybe always existed, and they will never end, right? This group of individuals, right? People think they're angels. People think they're angels that work with Islam. People think they're, they work with Hindus. But they all have the same job. This group of people that turns up to every type of exorcism, right, are exactly the same ones that turned up at the Christian one, 
or the Islamic one or the Catholic one? What happens if they are the only ones there, the only ones that turn up at everything? Everybody thinks there's somebody else, but it's no, it's just a group of individuals that's always been and never will end. And it's a different type of life force kind of thing. And maybe it's them that controls everything. Because I've always found that interesting because I was I was talking to Psychically one day about it and it, it, it was actually, I think it was Lisa Fry was telling us about that. I think it was. And she was talking about how some spirits will say or not allowed to tell you. Which has intrigued me. Because who's telling them? Look, say I'm dead, right? And I, I'm, I'm going to go to Dakota now and I'm going to tell them everything. I'm going to tell them everything, the meaning of the universe, everything like that. But they'll come along and say, stop. You're not allowed to do it. What What do they do to that person or that spirit that wants, that goes crosses the boundary? What do they do to them? Because let's face it, I bet there's been spirits out there that wanted to tell their friends, the ghost hunters, if what happens. What do they threaten them with? Because let's face it, they're dead. Can't hurt them. Do they, do they say that if you tell them, if if you if you tell them you're not allowed to you're not allowed to come back, you'll be reincarnated in a cycle forever. This is something that maybe it connected. Who knows? That Craig Campbell Basso actually talks about it in his uh, in little encyclopedia of ET races. Mm-hmm. that there is some kind of tribunal (laughs) you know paranormal court system for lack of a better word that can determine the course of one's incarnation cycles and if for some reason that particular soul does not change, does not get any better, and there's, they're just giving up, they can sentence that soul to soul death. Where yeah. their essence goes back directly to source, never to exist again. So that's kind of like, that's kind of like, you committed a murder in this life, you die, so you were executed in prison, you go but you go to heaven or the afterlife forever. You go through your your life review, then you come back and then you do it again. And then again. And maybe they'll art right, listen, that's the fourth strike. You've you you've murdered somebody for the fourth time in your next life. You've keep doing us. I'm sorry, but if you do it again in your next life, when you die, that'll be you. You'll just go you'll just bend it. Is that the kind of thing that you're trying to say is because I do know of it's spoke to a bit of a, a bit of a simplification, but yeah, because there have been reports of individuals who have had near death experiences, gone through reincarnation cycles, and remember hmm. a sort of hearing taking place that's supposed to help them determine their next cycle, where they mentioned that oh. They may have had a cycle as a victim of the Holocaust. Yes. Then, all of a sudden, there's somebody in their group that all of a sudden starts cringing. 
like they were involved. Mm. In one particular case, now, I would personally want to dig at it out of morbid curiosity, but this individual also tries to say that someone in their group looked at him and said, try living with knowing that you did all that. But maybe, but maybe every time they die, they have to relive every death that they caused until they're they, allowed to eventually. Some cross. concepts, some concepts of death. It is why they believe that. So you understand the impact you had on the universe. You feel everything you inflicted on others, the good and the bad. Yeah. And while I was saying with that example I was saying earlier, this person was kind of insinuating that someone in their soul group was Hitler himself at one point. Yeah. Can you imagine being and Hitler? Like, Can you imagine... So like, say you've maybe died maybe five or six times since Hitler, right? And you go back to your life with you... And then the guy's like, he says, oh, you've played Hitler and you remember it. And you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. I'd, and then you're like, you have to go back again, learn another lesson. And then you go back. 60, 70 years later, you die. You go back again. And then you remember again. Can you imagine what that's like for that individual? Oh, here, here's another, for instance. Some have speculated that, and they say they've had souls confirm this, that the reincarnation cycle isn't necessarily linear meaning that it is possible for you to reincarnate back in time so basically so who's say Hitler didn't have to live through every some of the damn near every single one now it could very well be a point where Part of this is there's the concept that you choose your own fate based on the life review. The the group that shows up is just supposed to kind of help you make your decision, kind of help you evaluate. So usually you see like deceased loved ones from this lifetime and others, things like that. Who's to say that Hitler didn't have to go through a few rounds of punishment, realizing the torment, fully realize the torment he inflicted, until that scared him straight? I'd be scared to find out exactly what all that entailed. See, that's something that I've always wondered, and people that are watching this will probably be thinking the same, right? You lose your. I'll just say my grandmother, right? My grandmother died about 10 years ago, right? And eventually when I die, hopefully I left him an old man, but eventually when I die, say, say I die when I'm 80, right? You'll go to the afterlife and you'll see all your lost loved ones, right? But what happens if they want to reincarnate during while I'm not there? Mm-hmm. Is, that, is there no time in the afterlife? What I mean is, I could. What I mean is, they're doing their thing right now. But when I die, maybe only a second's pass for them in the afterlife, kind of thing. You see where I'm going with this? 
Because they might want to come back again to live a, to live a different life, right? But I want to see them again when I die. Because obviously on this plane, there's time. Time exists. Time, hours, minutes, seconds, right? But up there, there's no time. What, so, is there no time? That's the thing. Does time exist no. up there? Actually, this is a topic that Elena went into not too long ago. Yeah. And it kind of goes into uh, a question that Mystical Love and Light wanted us to ask her. You know, next time we had a chance, and it is that uh, when she goes on her trips, does that affect her <laughs> aging? Now, just as a physical body, in theory, it technically extends Elena's life. Because Maybe that's yes, why Elena looks so young. I mean, that's why she looks really good. Well, either that or she just has taken good care of herself. Or she just one of those that has just good gen- genetics. Where she honestly doesn't look much different compared to her pictures from when she was in her twenties. No, to be completely that. honest, I've noticed that she has the very, very little change. But anyway, and this is something that Interstellar explored as well because you know they would go on to different planets. One planet they went to, an hour here was. An hour there was like 10 years here on Earth or something like that. The linear time we experience is only affected when we're around a major gravitational body. We still perceive time clicking away. It's just that the way it necessarily flows goes to it. The best example I know to explain it is that the river of time we experience in life Time is not a river, it's actually an ocean. Yes. There's a lot more ways to move about. It's something that I've wondered, right? See, you're inside a spaceship, right? Right? And you're in the very, very depths of the universe, right? There's no suns near you. There's nothing. Yeah, you might see some speckles in the distance, right? Inside that spaceship, you've got no way of telling the time right what does that do to you if you don't know what the time it is does that change your body in any way because are you creating your own time is your body creating your own time is what I'm trying to say in theory everything that holds mass it, it, like I said it's just like water everything that holds mass affects the flow People who are bigger in size and stature, they will actually perceive time differently than people who are shorter. Yeah, I failed that. It's actually well documented that this is the case. So, you know, you know what happens in those situations of isolation... Well, there's a manner of psychosis that sets in if you don't find yourself something to do. Well, I well, turn into a raven lunatic, but what I'm saying is you're, you're in this ship, but there's no way of telling the time. There's no time pieces whatsoever, right? Even if you look out, say there's a couple of windows, 
if you look out the windows, there's no way of looking at something and saying, oh, that sun's there. I know what time it is, just put the sun, right? There's no way you can do that. It'll do something to you. I wonder if it would change the way you aged. You see where I'm going with this? You would probably see more extreme cases of a lot of the conditions astronauts come back with. Mm-hmm. Fluid in the eyes, if there isn't something on the ship to help counter <clears throat> those effects. Because that without gravity, your your organs, they're all just kind of floating around. You lose yeah. bone mass because you don't have gravity. Your spine will actually start stretching out. That's why they say yeah. astronauts get like five inches taller when they go into space. There you go. It's like... It, I can only imagine the back pain from when they get back if they didn't do their exercises like they should. It would be an interesting experiment today. I mean, obviously you need a spaceship. But it'd be interesting to see what happened if you today that exact same thing and get a ship and take a ship towards a black hole. Because obviously a black hole sucks time, doesn't it? What is that? Time doesn't exist. Time does exist, but the way a black hole works is actually kind of horrifying. There is a point, it is said that there is a point right at the event horizon of a black hole where you would, the way time bends, you would start to see yourself frozen in space all around you. All right. Because the, the time still exists. It's just uh, compacted and going into it. And you would not proceed. You would you would not feel the spaghettification that happens where every single strand of molecules in your body gets pulled out. Say like it's a, it's a thread on your t-shirt you go to pull. It, and it's like, it look like something out of a cartoon that every molecule in your body gets pulled out into one continuous string. Mm-hmm. You would just be stuck there. But you wouldn't, you wouldn't experience anything, would you? Cause, no, because you would... Would you know? Here's the thing. You're still perceiving every all of that into one instance. It may be a sensory overload to where the mind starts blocking things out because... It's too much for it to handle. Go like uh, whenever Ant-Man goes into the quantum realm, he finds himself not able to process it because the human mind is not able to physically process the qualities. Just mm-hmm. to kind of give a pop culture reference, but at the point of a black hole, you may not think you're perceiving anything, but that is just a one last ditch effort of your mind to try to save you from the endless... Literally endless torment. And there and to everybody else outside of the horizon who watched you go to that black hole, they would right. just see you stay there. Well so I would just be stationary there. Just my ship would just sit there stationary. To everybody else around you. Yes. You would just look like you're just there. Not responsive to anything at, at all. If a black hole can suck in energy, right? Right? What happens to your soul? That's a very good question. 
what happens to the material because we did recently NASA did just come out and say that they saw for one of the first times material ejecting out of a black hole and it is actually believed that you know what happened that the material of a black hole gets sucked in and may actually be creating an entirely new universe within the confines of that black hole there's just no way of really safely testing that so it's kind of like the other end of the black hole could be creating a new universe who's to say our universe isn't inside of a black hole that's very true but it, it makes you wonder if, if the human soul's energy right because let's face it it has its energy right and a black hole's there and you die is that energy get sucked in or is whoever created you by the thing you do away like sucking you back so you don't get yeah, I mean it's it's like one of these things. It's like it's, if you're made, you like you get a sun and you put it next. To, that sun's made of energy, and you put it next to a black hole. Eventually, that sun's going to get eaten. The black hole, right? So if you, uh, I'm, I'm floating in space and I'm sucked into a space, and I die, and my my soul goes to leave my body, it can leave then because the because the black hole's sucking the energy back, is it? Who's to say, just to follow the same thought experiment, that the black hole doesn't essentially trap the soul in the body forever? Mm-hmm. You know? So you're stuck there forever, never, never, just like that. To you, it feels ever, never, never. One mm-hmm. moment in time. Frozen forever. Oh. Truly unable to escape. Yeah. Now, the, the, kind of the idea of some sort of higher being coming in to rescue you, that's going to be somebody with a lot. If, in order to, depending on how many dimension, physical dimensions that black hole affects, no. you would probably have to rely on a generous. Eighth, ninth, tenth dimensional being, where according to quantum physics, literally anything becomes possible. But there might be, but there might be entities out there, right, that use black holes to travel. Could very well be it. They, they could have figured it out, and that's part of the. Uh, oh, what's the name of that? That. You know, like the type 1, type 2 civilizations. You know, there's a point where it's like a type 3, type 4. They can figure out how to harness energy at such yeah. a level. They can they can manipulate black holes at will. And that's the type, I think that's the type 5 civilizations. The type, because we are, we are not even type 1. We're yet. not even type, yeah. We're not yeah. even considered type 1. So, I Maybe in a thousand years from now we'll be a type 1, but... This is certainly a very interesting Easter episode. Yeah, it is indeed. So, Dakota, 
what is happening next week. What strange and unusual things. Next week. Next week. Next week. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He's getting all excited, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes. Because next week. Next week. I'm purposely delaying to make sure that I'm getting this information right and pull up the calendar. But next week, on Sunday, we have the ever so lovely, and I'm not saying that because I know she watches us, Danny Henderson, a dear friend of Elena Denon, and who organizes the uh, Galactic Spiritual Informants Connections, is going to be gracing us with her ever so amazing presence. That will definitely be a show. <laughs> I've never met her. I've never met her, but I'm going to go and look her up. Uh, hey, she's been watching us, ever, mm. especially since she, when I went on with Elena. Has she been on a show? I'm sure she's been on Several times. Right, Several I times. Kind of, I don't know who you're talking about now. Those two, those two are like best friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, she's been watching us at least since I was on Elena. With Elena. With Elena. With Elena! <laughs> <laughs> you own Elena? Oh my oh, god. Oh god. Freaking gossip now, ladies and gentlemen. It's come out. He likes Phantom of the Opera, and now I've just found out he was on Elena. Wow. Well, there's nothing oh, to be shy about. Oh, them French girls, man. Mm. Bonjour. <laughs> oh, God, I can't believe I just said that. I know. I can't wait to see Elena's face when she watches this back. She says, I'm sorry, Elena. I'm you're sorry. Yes, Scotty, the one that I can't understand and it makes me laugh. And now Dakota said that he was on me. <sighs> Don't you worry, Elena. I am not going to let this go. I will keep this going for many, many moons. Disgraceful decor. That, that, that's just terrible. Well, that certainly falls into the fertility symbols of Easter. Oh, this is not how I expected this show to go. Oh, so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. You know what Dakota got oh. in a distant day. Oh, hey, 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 hey. Have some respect for the lady. <laughs> no, honestly, Elaine, I hope you're keeping well if you're watching this. And uh, I'm hoping one day we can get you on the show again, you know? Oh, he begs for you all the time. I know. I'm like, please, please. I want Elena. Coffin. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help yeah. that. Yeah, you want Elena, you get jealous that I get more attention from her. That's all right. I've got the sexy accent. Hello. What? And people keep asking if you're from Wales. I know. Or like I'm Paul last it. night who thought you were Irish. And I'm just like, oh God, Tap here we go. Tapping into there. Tapping them on into there, laddie. I'll tell you that, you know. Again, I'm going to... I've got to go squad Scotland next Friday and I've got Jenny coming on. She'll shoot me oh, God! 
for uh, putting on an Irish accent. What oh, about the afternoon to there, top of the morning? Did you hear what your cutter oh. was doing? He was on top of someone. Absolutely bloody terrible. Was it? Uh, so unfortunately, in my size, you either have to be a bottom or get very creative. <laughs> You're the one that started messing with the slip. I'm just gonna. <laughs> oh dear. Oh. I'll give him a big row. He's been naughty. So, I think that'll do then. The end of the night, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and I hope you all have a fantastic Easter week. May you eat yes. Chocolate and send all your hate mail to Dakota, please. Uh, uh, just go go to baldenbonkers.net, head to contact us. Don't worry, the submit button was always there. My dumbass just set the color of the button as the same color as the background of the website. Thank you to the gentleman who did point that out to me. I felt very stupid. There you go. And the two people that's watching us now on Twitch, happy Easter, don't eat too much chocolate. Cheerio. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll see y'all next time. Thanks for tuning into the Bald and Bonkers Show. If you enjoyed the show and want to show your support, head over to our website at baldandbonkers.net. There, you'll find our merch, services, and more. Thanks for being part of the Bald and Bonkers family, and we'll see you on the next episode. And remember, always keep an open mind and an open heart. You never know what may happen tomorrow.